It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nicoletta Morales. Nicoletta, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Tony. Pleasure to be here. Quite the story from Bulgaria, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to share. Yeah, please. So um, you actually came here for high school, right? From Bulgaria. Yes, that's correct. Now, we talked a little bit about it. I mean, I know we had, I knew that before, but what I didn't know was kind of the catalyst that, that drove you to, to, to come out here. You know, tell me a little bit about, um, well, life in Bulgaria, first of all, but then that, that decision to, to come to the United States. Absolutely. Um, I had a great life in Bulgaria. I mean, I had a great childhood. I, I had a happy childhood. Not like uh, most childhoods where you had something very, very traumatic. But the traumatic part for me was getting sick from anorexia, which was the catalyst right. um, for my change. And I, I believe the spiritual intervention. What happened was I was uh, doing dance at the time. And with my perfectionism and desire to be the best, I wanted to be in the best shape possible. And unfortunately, I just did it by not eating, starving myself to the point where I was less than 90 pounds. Wow. And I had a hard time moving on stage. I even had um, people telling me we felt like you were going to collapse. We could see your bones from stage. But I just wanted to keep dancing and just keep getting skinnier and skinnier. And and so uh, also at the time, I have to mention, um, Hanson played a big <laughs> part in this, the Mbav Hanson, yeah. because, because I was a big fan, uh, Hanson fan at the time. That's and I would so watch funny. it their MTV videos. Remember the good old fashioned MTV that I miss so much with the great videos and just I uh, was obsessed with them. And I had a friend who was also obsessed and we created this handsome fan club. That's awesome. In Bulgaria. <laughs> so we would communicate with other crazy fans from all over Bulgaria. And so my friend found out from another fan about a school in Maine um, that he was going to apply to. And so we both decided to do the same thing. I decided as a joke, oh, let's see what happens. I'll do it too. And then we both got accepted. I had a really big, nice scholarship based on my um, academic performance. And so I did get accepted. I got the visa to go and I went. She didn't. Unfortunately, uh-huh. she wasn't able to. And that's how my journey started in the spiritual intervention. And to tell everyone I got better, uh, my anorexia got better when I came to the States. I think it was a change of environment and um, just new opportunities that, that helped yeah. and people that were supporting me. Absolutely. Now, um, you know, obviously that's the, 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 the part I found funny was the, the handsome part, right? Uh, just because you, you wouldn't think that yeah. a fan club brings people together like that and, and, and causes such a big change in someone's life. But, you know, on a serious note, the, the anorexia part, it was something that we had talked about how from a cultural perspective that food is just a big part of what we do, right? That everywhere you go is just food, food, food. And, you know, part of it for you was that you felt a little out, out of place, right? In the sense of maybe a little overweight or, you know, t- t- tell us about that a little bit and, and kind of what provoked that, um, you know, that change or that, uh, the anorexia, if you will. So food does play a huge part in my culture, being Bulgarian, everyone eats, everyone has to eat, everyone's very hospitable. So denying food to someone in Bulgaria, well, at the time, maybe now it's different, was taken as an insult. (laughs) So as a kid, I was obese. I was overweight. I would eat a lot. Um, I enjoyed food. I mean, I still do enjoy food, (laughs) but in a different way. And and so I overdid it to a point where um, I was a dancer, but I was the big chubby dancer in the background, and I didn't like that. I Mm. didn't want to be always put in the back row based on um, the current choreographer's words. You're too big, so you have to be in the back row. Wow. 
And so that hurt me, you know, as a fragile 13 year old kid, I, I wanted to be the best. So based on the, those words and the fact that I, I wanted to be skinny, I stopped eating and just uh, went to this dark period of my life. But yeah, I would say, you know, my parents were very shocked because for them, food is everything. It sure. still is. Mm-hmm. For Bulgarians, food is everything. I mean, it's we celebrate with it. We, When someone passes away, we eat. So food's everywhere we right. look. Um, so I just used it as, as means of coping and, and as means of obsessing. And, and so I went obsessed on the other way and um, right. ended up in the anorexic position. Wow. And so obviously your parents were concerned, right? Of course, of course they were. <laughs> um, and and they, your dad had a conversation with you and kind of scared you a little bit, right? Yeah, they did have a conversation with me. And the conversation was, if you don't stop, you have to go to the hospital. And they arranged the hospital that I was going to be at. Oh, okay. And I was going to have um, those uh, supporting, what, what do you call them? I don't even know. And <laughs> <laughs> where they have the needle in your oh, body yeah. and then you're supported by a certain fluid. And right. so that really scared me. And so if it wasn't for the opportunity to go to the United States and, and to the boarding school, which was a big leap of faith for my parents and for myself, uh, I probably would have been there at that hospital undergoing treatment. Um, And so my parents tried, they were very concerned and they tried giving me food, but I would just throw it in their face and run away. It was, it was kind of wacky and crazy. I mean, and really the anorexia took over. And so I believe that God really wanted me to get better and um, get me on a better path. And he intervened by giving me the opportunity to go to the States and by taking a leap of faith, my life changed. Wow. And you ended up in Maine, right? Of all places. The best state, Maine. I love Maine. <laughs> I know you're saying that. You're just talking about the, you know, the contrast between like something like New York City, right, and and kind of what people think of, you know, United States, and you go to a big city, but for you it was very different. And you know, tell me about that experience coming into a brand new country, but, you know, Maine. Something like that I didn't even know up until recently. Well, I didn't even know it when I came to the States that there was a state named Maine. I just (laughs) looked at it as an opportunity and honestly in my head because I didn't research and maybe I should have. I was going to a big, nice, fancy city that you see in the movies and growing up in Bulgaria, we we would see these big budget films, you know, great sitcoms like Friends and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to New York or something (laughs) that looks like New York. (laughs) But no, it was Maine. And, And my first reaction was like, oh my God, it looks just like Bulgaria, trees and mountains and... I was a little disappointed, I, I remember no at first, way. but then I loved it. And now looking back, I'm like, I'm so thankful and glad it was me because it's a beautiful, safe state. And um, I like New York, but I wouldn't live there. Um, so it, it was a it was a great experience that I ended up exactly in Maine. And um, I had great people and great nature around me. So very thankful for that. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So the people that were there, I mean, at boarding school, I would imagine that people from all over. Yeah, it was people from all over the world, kids wow. from all over the world. So was uh, it primarily from all over the world, or mostly from you know kids in the U.S.? Uh, it was it was a mix. It oh was a good wow. mixture. There were kids from Germany, eight different parts of Asia, like North Korea, China. Um, North Korea, wow. Yeah, yeah, and then and I had roommates from China, North Korea, from America, different different types of roommates. So it was a great experience, very cultural experience and of course there were kids from the united states kids mm-hmm. from maine that went there it, wow. it was and we had dorm parents that looked after <laughs> us in the dorm <laughs> it made sure we were behaving so it was a very structured and very very positive experience that's amazing well obviously it set you on the right track right yes it definitely did so what was uh life like after i mean so you spent all four years in high school right there uh three because i was an eighth, in eighth grade um 
slash ninth grade in American Standards oh, in Bulgaria. I see. I so see, I, I did see. sophomore, junior, and senior in high school. Okay. And then what happened after high school upon graduation? What was that like? So it was very sad. I remember crying and missing <laughs> <laughs> the school and wishing it could wow. start all over again and bowling and <laughs> crying a lot of tears. I remember that and very, very painful goodbye for the high school. And then I left. And that's when actually my story got a little muddy because I wasn't really sure where I was supposed to go next because mm. I always I was always taught and told you have to be a doctor, you have to follow the medical path because it will secure a good financial future. Yeah. And that's wonderful for those that really want to be doctors, but for me it wasn't something that I was meant to do because I was very creative. But that side of me was almost denied as a kid. So I didn't even explore it. And so I was very lost and confused and I thought I was supposed to go to Yale. <laughs> that didn't happen. I wasn't accepted. Um and so I ended up going to an all-female school in uh, Pennsylvania, Wilson College, to study pre-med. And so I did, but I was very unhappy for a year and a half. And so after a year and a half and diagnosed with depression at the end of a year and a half, um, I decided to make a life change. And the change was I'll just go back to Bulgaria, spend a year there and see, um, see what I can do next. Um, because it definitely was not the path I was supposed to take. Mm. And so my parents were angry, upset, because they felt like I was putting my life at hold or at risk. But I did by find... Going back, by, by going back? By going back okay. and not continuing my education at Wilson College. Wow. But then I transferred my credits at the American University in Bulgaria, and I found journalism, and so I didn't lose anything. I basically gained something, and that was um, finding journalism that I'm still doing to this day, and I love journalism. Um, and so that's the story there. Wow. So how did you end up back in the States then? So the story there is after I graduated from the American University in Bulgaria, I decided to continue my master's in journalism. And so I decided to come here to Chicago. Nice. <laughs> and so I went to Roosevelt University. I was accepted and I stayed ever since, which is 2009. Um, and I had my daughter in 2010. So here in Chicago. So I call Chicago my home for more than 10 years now. That's amazing. And when you decided to make the move to Chicago, um, I mean, you know, looking back, you go to Maine, right? You had this opportunity to be in New York and you're like, no, nah, New York's not for me. Why, why Chicago? Third biggest city in the country. Well, because there's a huge Bulgarian population here mm -hmm. and it's very diverse. And so I, I like Chicago and uh, I thought it might be cool to see how it goes here and experience the diversity and something familiar from home and I liked it. I mean, I like Chicago. It's very diverse, very cultural. Uh, and you almost feel like you're at home because there's such a huge Bulgarian population here. Uh, probably the second or first largest after Bulgaria. So um, that was a deciding factor for me. And Roosevelt University is a great school. Okay. So this played part in my decision. And, and in terms of your uh, pro like the profession itself, what, what, what did you do uh, for work when you, know, you came out here? Were you in journalism? Did you start off right away? Or you know, did you work your way through school and then get a job in journalism after you graduated your, with your master's? Yeah, the, jur the journalism path wasn't really straightforward for me. It was, again, finding myself here and there. I did like photojournalism a lot, so I thought I wanted to be a photojournalist, take pictures for National Geographic. It's <laughs> <laughs> everyone's dream, right? Who, who <laughs> loves photography? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen just because that wasn't something that was meant for me to do. Um, so what happened was I was doing an internship in college uh, here at Roosevelt at the Daily Herald as a photojournalist. So I was able to get a little bit of that experience. Um, and then later on, I had opportunities to freelance. So I freelanced for Bulgarian publications. 
And I think the biggest opportunity for me came in 2012 when I was um, accepted as a managing editor for Extra Newspaper. Mm. And I loved working there. I loved being a managing editor, helping the communities and finding those stories. Um, and I think by working there, I found my true passion, which is entertainment journalism. I had opportunities to interview a lot of celebrities and it just stood with me ever since, even though I lost the job in 2014. And, and so I continued doing my passion, which is interviewing celebrities. I uh, went to the Oscars 2019, 2020 so cool. to cover and I loved it in person and meeting uh, some of uh, the people that I absolutely like. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your, like who, who are some favorite uh, conversations? Um, well, I have a funny story with Billie Eilish. Um, she <laughs> it was something that wasn't really supposed to happen, but I was going from uh, one location to another, and then I saw her by accident going up the escalator with her brother, and I just yelled out of surprise, Billie Eilish, just because I wasn't expecting it. So she turns around and she starts laughing. And I said, I love your music. <laughs> and then she says, thank you. And then she goes back up the escalator. I just thought that was hilarious because I didn't expect it. I just saw the green hair coming up the escalator. I'm like, that's oh, that's so Billie funny. Eilish. Um, but I think the coolest moment for me from the Oscars was uh, talking to Renée Zellweger. As soon as she won for Best Actri Actress, she came out with her um, Oscar, holding her Oscar, and I was the first journalist out of three no way. to ask her a question and uh, for, uh, for her role for Judy, and that was that was great. What would you ask her? Uh, well, I remember asking her in regards to her um, preparation for the role and her inspiration, and she liked the question and. She gave a really nice, humble answer, and I, I found her to be very humble. And this is what I find about most celebrities. They have this wisdom and this humbleness, which would surprise you because they have this amazing lifestyle. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of wisdom there um, that I definitely appreciate. And uh, seeing them as human, I think, is what has helped me gain uh, the popularity, I guess, in, in terms of... Um, being where I am because I'm not a TMZ type <laughs> <laughs> gossip, more so seeing them as human and, and their their journey to, to where they are. For sure, for sure. And speaking of journeys, one of the things that we had talked a lot about was uh, our spiritual journeys, right? Um, wh where did where did all that come from? I mean, you have this, you know, great path. I, I, you know, you you really have experienced so much in, in a little bit of time, right? And you know, we talked about the fact that you have a daughter now and she's ten years old, but in that uh, you you had kind of an awakening too, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I believe in spirituality. I'm very spiritual and I believe in God. Faith has has kept me going, that resilience and strength throughout the years, surviving anorexia, uh, surviving depression, um, going through divorce, being a single mom. Um, these are, and of course, um, the, the most painful relationship that I've had after the divorce that kind of woke me up to this more spiritual meditation path uh, I was hurting a lot and I needed an outlet and I was turning to food again uh, which was the wrong path to take obviously because it's it's an outside stimuli it's not uh, what you need to really heal on the inside sure, sure. and so again by coincidence though I believe in no coincidences I found meditation the meditation practice I do the art of living meditation and so uh, going inward and really trying to find healing and um, trying to find the positive route to, to a better me and improving myself really helped me keep astray and survive that, that pain of divorce and then unsuccessful relationship right afterwards. Um, and, and just trying to go on a healthier path and, and finding God and just doing good for the humanity and being a good person and giving and compassion and, and pays off. That's amazing. And, and how do you, 
you know, balance those two in, in, in this, this world of celebrities and, and, and humanizing people, right? Because I think that's a huge part of what you do in finding that, that success. But also that, that spirituality side of you, you know, what, what are those, what does that look like for you in terms of your daily life and, and how it applies in professional life and personal life? Well, I believe the two blend because if you follow some of the celebrity stories, is most of them are spiritual and do meditation, do some sort of uh, spirituality practice themselves. Just because in order for you to be creative, in order for you to really follow that path, you have to find some sort of uh, spirituality or faith that works for you um, to really like be successful at it. Um, that's what I personally found based on my experience and talking to others. So for me, they blend. I, It helps me stay grounded and humble because if you are too caught up in self, uh, in your ego or in, in self-celebration, you, you get lost in, in this whole world. So it's good to stay grounded and humble and appreciate the opportunities that come and also stay human and uh, just help the human race in it, general. Yeah, no. And do you find that in terms of your reporting, like on Hollywood and and and, and again, you know the arts, because that really does represent the arts at the highest level. Um, do you feel that there is kind of a cultural shift happening towards that, you know, spirituality? Because it seems like uh, for many years, especially growing up, you know, the way we did, it, like God was a part of like school, right? Even if it was part of the you know whatever like anything that 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 you saw or that you that you probably have allegiance or whatever it was um do you feel that it's returning to that a little bit that people are desiring that and 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 how do you see that happening absolutely especially since 2020 this this year of change <laughs> and this year of pandemic and riots and uh just so much pain i feel that people are starting to see that materialism capitalism uh, hatred are things that are definitely bringing humanity down and we need something bigger, something better to unite us and, and just bring healing to the pain. And I feel that's that's why people and celebrities and just everybody is trying to find that, that little hope. And I believe that spirituality and turning inwards and, and seeing there's a better, pur bigger purpose and, and a bigger reason to to overcome it and just find that healing that we're all looking for. So it's essential in today's world to really um, survive and, and find hope because if we get lost in the darkness, we'll never find a way out. Absolutely. Do you find that when, when having these interviews that it's quite not yet the time or maybe it hasn't been broached yet to, to speak more on that in those interviews where, you know, people get asked about their role or get asked about this or get asked about that um, as it relates to the movie? But you don't really hear about the personal life, right, and the personal journey because, uh, you know, maybe people haven't wanted to hear it. W where do you see that kind of at right now where you're reporting on? I feel like it's it's changing a little bit. Before it used to be more like, oh, what are you wearing or what what's right, the row right. about? or And then people get tired of the same fakeness and, and celebrities want to feel like human themselves and, and they have uh, their past and journeys that I found they're happy to share and their experiences. So I believe that it's changing now they're looking for more um depth and more um wisdom rather than just the superficial and i hope that we do <laughs> change as a society in general look beyond the superficial and look uh, within and, and find a deeper meaning i think then we'll definitely be at a better place absolutely no we definitely will now for you what is what does the future look like uh in terms of your reporting like is this something that you you know as part of your your journey do you feel that changing a little bit, shifting, or you know, still staying in this lane and bringing that spirituality to that industry, if you will? 
Well, one thing I, I found is the future is so uncertain. So I'll just keep following uh, the opportunities that God sends my way and uh, hopefully change someone's life and, and um, improve life for the better and bring healing. But I definitely want to stay in my passion, which is entertainment. Um, and I am as well writing a book uh, about wow. my life, a memoir, which was supposed to come out last year, but it's just not finished yet. Okay. <laughs> in the editing sta stages um, to be published by Rose Gold Publishing. Um, so that's something that I'm working on. Um, and also, I just uh, finished a documentary script that uh, we'll see. It's supposed to come out this year, but um, wow. I can't talk much about it yet. We'll see how that goes as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm just open to the opportunities that, that come my way. And uh, it was a tough year for me, definitely 2020. Um, I lost two of my jobs and um, I had to find uh, hope and healing and, um, you know, broken relationship and being a single mom and finances and so on and so on. But I feel like thanks to spirituality and hope and the opportunities in God, things are looking brighter on, on the other side. Well, you're an incredible woman. I mean, not Thank only you. overcoming a lot, but accomplishing a lot. And, and at the same time, you know, not letting those circumstances define you or, you know, bring you down. So I know that people listening don't, you know, me included, you know, may not have done it as easily as you did it. What, what advice would you give for those who are experiencing some of those things that you went through, whether it be, you know, an eating disorder or some sort of addiction or even just being in a place where when they look at the surroundings, they go, I'm in a toxic relationship or things are just not right. Right. What advice would you give the people listening? Well, it definitely wasn't easy for me. I had my dark moments and I would say that finding that spirituality and faith in whatever you have uh, would definitely help you find that resilience and leaving toxic relationships is not easy. I mean, that's the hardest thing because you want to keep going. You love the person. You want to make it work. But in the end of the day, if you don't love yourself enough to leave, uh, it will destroy you. So my advice to anyone who's going through addiction or a toxic relationship is try to fix it from the inside out and just see the point that you are right now in your life and try to find a little hope and faith and try to work on yourself a little bit more. Try to be kinder to yourself, more compassionate and um, don't give in to the circumstances because the darkness can really take a hold of you and just try to find the light and follow it and love yourself enough to leave, love yourself enough to stop and love yourself enough to heal and uh, and find hope and change maybe someone else's life afterwards. Oh, it's so important. And I think we truly do find our purpose when we help others, right? Yes. It, as much as you, you can do for yourself, it's got to lead to something. You know, that, that once you're at that place and, and, and you have that self-love, you know, it's got to go somewhere for you to continue to grow and love, right? Do you find that um, with each thing you do? Absolutely. For me, it's still finding that self-love. It's it's a journey. It's it's not even a destination. And it takes a while to get there. For some, it's easier than others. But, you know, I, I tried looking from the outside. I tried, you know, uh, taking part in beauty pageants. And I did win Miss Illinois American Elegance Woman 2020 state wow. title last year. Congratulations. Thought, thank you. Thinking that this was going to bring me that confidence and joy that I <laughs> so much needed. And no, it didn't because it has to come from the inside. So I see a lot of women trying to, you know, take, uh, trying to find fame or trying to find this, this uh, approval from the outside, the outside world thinking this will, will make it better, but it won't. It, it just doesn't last. Uh, what I found that works is giving to others, helping others, being compassionate, working on yourself. And in reverse, you're loving yourself by 
you know, taking care of yourself, having those healthy boundaries. Um, and I do uh, enjoy the beauty pageants. I'm not going to say I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I consider this also part of my self-love journey because every time I take part in one, I see my growth. Uh, because it's not easy to take part in, in a beauty pageant. It's more than just the beauty on the outside. It takes a lot to helping the community and working on your inner self. Sure. And I'm uh, currently the Miss, I have to mention this, currently the Miss Windy City, um, Miss Royalty International wow. title holder, Ooh. competing in the summer for the national title. So it's it's just a matter of finding those, uh, those paths that will help on your growth, whether it's uh, inner growth or spiritual growth and and yeah, it's not easy to love yourself, but every day, step by step, every baby little steps, thing, right? baby steps counts. Absolutely. Now, for those, uh, you know, who would you like to connect with listening? Um, who would you like to reach out to you? What, you know, tell us about that. I'd like to reach out to anyone that's interested in uh, in my story or that needs help or would like career advice or spiritual advice. I do mentor uh, women in general. Um, I love empowering women. Um, in terms of journalism careers or and I've had some of them very successful I, I had an intern in the past that now is going to work for Washington Post so wow. I like giving advice in, in that sense and I like helping people that are on, on their spiritual journey and, and need a little healing and a little hope so anyone's welcome to reach out and connect I'd be happy to I won't turn anyone away oh, well if you're listening that sounds like you I would strongly encourage you to reach out to Nicoletta she's just an amazing human being and truly just full of love and positive energy and you can tell you just you're doing you're doing great things and we can't wait to to hear more about it as the journey continues so um, with that being said if that sounds like you please reach out to, to nicoletta by clicking on the form below and, and and reaching out to her but nicoletta thank you so much for for coming in sharing your beautiful story well thank you so much for having me tony it was a pleasure sharing it with your great podcast a uh, great person as well mm. And um, I just wish uh, all of us a, a better 2021 and a brighter future and more hope and love and peace in general in those turbulent times. And uh, wish everyone uh, a great year. And thank you so much again. Amen.